Welcome to the Crop Insurance Podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of crop insurance. I'm your host, Mike Rydell, third generation crop insurance agent, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this educational journey. At our family owned and operated business, we've been providing crop insurance expertise for generations. Our goal here is simple, to educate our listeners. Crop insurance can be complex and overwhelming, but I believe that understanding it is crucial for every farmer. So whether you're a seasoned farmer looking to stay updated or a newcomer seeking guidance, this podcast is for you. Let's take a moment to thank some of our sponsors of the Crop Insurance Podcast. Our title sponsor, the McMeal Insurance Agency, are probably your greatest insurance agents ever. They specialize in federal crop insurance and have since 1979. To visit their website, go to www.mcmealinsurance.com greatestagencyever.com. The McMeal Insurance Agency is a proud partner with the Crop West Insurance Group. What I wanted to talk to you about today is a little different than our regular quote-unquote crop insurance. And so we're going to talk about livestock risk protection, which is also known as LRP. I guess the short version of it is you lock in a price for your livestock, a minimum of 13 weeks out from when you sell or dispose of them, a maximum of 52 weeks. So you lock that price in. Then when your disposition date comes at the end of that time period, if the price has gone down, then you would have a loss. If the price stays the same or goes up, you would not have a loss. Now the price is from the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. It's not the price you're actually getting. There's a bunch of different rules that are involved that will determine what your loss is paid and all that fun stuff. But the bottom line is, is you lock in a price and it either goes up and you don't have a loss or it goes down and you do have a loss. And I guess the reason to think about it now, more so than in the last couple of years, is that The prices right now are very high in terms of like the cattle industry. So we're seeing maybe not record high prices right this moment, but we're seeing very high prices. So there's a high likelihood when the price is high that there's only one way it could go and that's down. Now, if we knew this for certain, we would obviously all be millionaires because we could place bets elsewhere. But just for looking at this program as it's evolved over the last few years when the prices are really high it's a good idea to look at it try to understand a little more so you can potentially lock something in to protect yourself from the downward price forces that people in revenue protection and crop insurance have now the advantage of livestock risk protection is that it is federally subsidized and there's different subsidy levels depending on your coverage level but you do get some assistance on your premium, much like uh, farmers do on their, let's say their wheat or barley programs that they're with, with revenue protection and crop insurance. So it's something you definitely want to look at. Now we could take a little deeper dive so you have a little bit of a better understanding. I guess the first place to start is on the cost of it. That's the biggest driver. Now the cost is going to vary depending on what price you pick and the subsidy factor varies on which coverage level. So you pick a price and a coverage level, kind of like regular federal crop where you have your APH, 
times your coverage level. This is your price times your coverage level. You know, the lowest subsidy is 35%, and that's from like 95% coverage level to 100. The highest subsidies at the lowest coverage level from about 70% to 79.999% coverage level, you get a 55% subsidy factor. So it varies depending on your different coverage level. Now, when I say price, what do I mean by that? Well, you lock in a coverage period, and that coverage period is today and the number of weeks from today out to your disposition date. So let's say you sell it in, we're in July and you sell it in November. You're going to have that many weeks until you dispose of your livestock. And each type of livestock has a different coverage periods. So they range from 13 is the minimum weeks to 52, which is the maximum. And there's varying coverage levels depending on your different type of livestock. So there's feeder cattle, fed fat cattle, and unborn steers heifers, there's swine, and there's subcategories of each. So once you have your insurance period on the weeks, every time that coverage or sales are available, which is typically Monday through Friday, 4 p.m., to 8 a.m. the next day, Mountain Standard Time, they release the prices and you can purchase it during that time frame. So you can't buy it during the day. It's from 4 p.m. on. Can't buy it on Sundays, anytime on Sundays, or Monday mornings, it's not available either. Any federal holidays, when the market's closed, things like that, it's gonna be shut down. They're not gonna have prices available. But when they do release those prices, you're just gonna get a sheet that shows each time period. So if you're at 13 weeks, you're going to see the prices for all the 13 weeks you could lock in. 26 weeks, 34, 39, 52, whatever the time period is. And each of those time periods has their price and coverage level. So if you're at, take the top price at 99% coverage level, you're going to get 99% of that price as your coverage. If you take the 50, or I'm sorry, the 70% coverage level, you're going to get that price times 70%. That's going to be your price that you're going to lock in. And you're going to compare that price times coverage level at the end of the insurance period to see if you have a loss or not. I guess the one question that I get is, well, what if my disposition date is not exactly you know, 13 weeks from now or 30 weeks from now or whatever those insurance periods are? What if it's not exactly those days or those amount of weeks? Well, you have to be within 60 days of that. So if you normally dispose of your livestock, let's say you sell your cattle on November 15th, well, you would need to be within 60 days of that in terms of which insurance periods you take. So it doesn't have to be exactly the amount of weeks from today until then to buy that or lock in that price. It has to be within 60 days of it. Now, if you don't dispose of it within 60 days, there's penalties. Or if you lose cattle or you lose livestock due to death, government seizure, different things like that, there will be penalties uh, applied to it. So just keep that in mind. There are some There's some leeway on the date but it has to be within the 60 days. Now, when it comes to your livestock that you're locking in, obviously we need to know 
what type of livestock you have. So do you have steers? Do you have heifers? Is it fed cattle, feeder cattle, etc.? Um, what their target weight's going to be. And now what's important about that is the target weight and the type of livestock is then going to determine if you have a price adjustment factor. And so the price adjustment factor, all that does is when you see that price on the chart from the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, you know, for feeder cattle, that's based on steers weighing from 700 to 899 pounds, right? So if you're within there, you get 100% of the price to then multiply times your coverage level. You always have to multiply times your coverage level, so keep that in mind. But if for some reason, let's say you have heifers that are going to be 700 pounds, that price adjustment factor for feeder cattle is 90%. So you're going to take your price times the 90% and then multiply it times your coverage level. And there's all sorts of different price adjustment factors that come into play that are very important. Uh, if you go to our website at thecropinsurancepodcast.com, we've got this chart or this article on livestock risk protection where we show some of the examples of that price adjustment factor. And there's one for feeder cattle, fed cattle, swine, etc. So you really do need to understand what that is. So when you do lock in your price, you, know, you don't have the wrong price in your head versus what your actual guarantee is. So the price adjustment factor is important. And then at the end of disposition, you get to November 15th, you sell your steers and they hit your target weight. There's really no issues there because there's no penalties. Now, if you don't hit your target weight, there are some adjustments that can happen to your loss depending on what occurs. Uh, we'll go over kind of what those are in a later episode, but just keep that in mind there. There are adjustments that happen if you don't hit your target weight, you sell it at a different time, and the number of livestock. That's the next thing you have to think about. So the number of livestock you lock in, obviously you have to own the livestock, and you can't insure more than you have, right? So you can't insure more than 100% of your livestock, but you don't have to insure all of it. You can insure any amount you want from as little as one head up to 100% of your herd. Now, there are limits in the policy in terms of number of livestock you can insure, and it's 12,000 head for any one endorsement, and it's 25,000 head for any one policy year. For the people I work with in central Montana, that's a lot of cattle. Now, in other parts of the country, and depending on what type of livestock you have, you might be looking at those policy limits. So keep that in mind. There is a limit to how many you can insure in terms of the maximum, but the minimum is just one. Sometimes what people do is they go in and they insure, you know, maybe 20% of their herd because they're just trying it out and want to see if it works. So they lock in 20%. They have a price they like. Let's say a couple of weeks go by, a month goes by, and the price goes up. Well, now they have the ability to lock in that higher price for another 10, 20, 30% of their herd. Again, you can't insure the same livestock twice, but if you didn't insure them all the first time, you're able to watch that price. And if it goes up a little bit, you can lock in a higher price on another set of livestock. So there are different ways to approach it. You don't have to lock it all in at once. You can lock in just a little bit just to try it or keep an eye on the prices. The time period is the only thing to keep in mind. Minimum of 13 weeks, maximum of 52. 
And obviously some days there might not be sales available because of holidays or they hit market limits. Uh, if you go to our website, we have a chart on all the different things that would halt sales. The point is, is you can get these contracts locked in for any number of your livestock you want at any time period, as long as it's within the rules there. So we've already talked about what livestock, you know, understanding that, how many, their target weight, the disposition date. Now, we mentioned that briefly that you need to dispose of your cattle within that disposition date based on your historical averages, right? You normally sell at this certain date and you're within 60 days of that date, then you're fine. Now, if you fall with outside of that date, then there are some different rules and things we have to evaluate to determine what your loss is going to pay out. Now, we'll have another later episode where we go over each of those scenarios, but we have a little more information on that right now on our site, so make sure you check that article out. I can't stress that enough. So I'll give you one example of how that kind of looks so you can kind of have a little better understanding of what we're talking about. So let's talk about feeder cattle. We're talking about steers. Their target weight is 750 pounds. Let's say they lock in 1,000 head. So it's, let's say on July 19th, they look heads when they normally market their cattle on November 15th. So they're about 17 weeks out. That's the insurance period that they're going to lock in is 17 weeks. So they could lock in 13. They could lock in a different one if it's long as it's within 60 days. For this example, they lock in 17 weeks. The expected ending value, so that's the price that they get, they see on the spreadsheet we send them, that they want to lock in on that day, on that July 19th day, is 125 bucks, 100 weight. Now, they have all the different coverage levels. For this example, the insured chooses the 98.4% coverage level. So that means that their coverage price is $123. Now, because they're 750-pound feeder cattle steers, they get 100% of their price. So there's no other adjustments to make to their price. If at the end of the insurance period, it's less than 123 bucks, they're going to get paid. Their total coverage is going to be 1,000 head times the 100 weight, so 7.5 times the price that they have, which is the price times coverage level times price adjustment factor, which in our example is $123. You multiply all that out. In this example, you have 922500 as their guarantee. Their subsidy, because they chose such a high coverage level on their premium, is at 35%. Now, in this example, keep in mind the rates are going to change, so this is not exactly what your premium is going to be, so you don't have to worry about doing the math backwards on this. But in this example, at the time we did this quote, their premium, their gross premium, would be $29,705. They don't pay all of that, it's subsidized. So they have a 35% subsidy. You're gonna take that 35% out, which is roughly 10,000 bucks. The premium that they're gonna owe is 19,308. So they're paying $19,000 and they're getting $922,000 in coverage. It's a pretty good deal. So now we get to November. You know, they had said they normally dispose of their cattle on November 15th. Well, this year they disposed on, on November 10th. That's within the 60 days. They sold 1,000 head. 
you know, their herd was 2,000, but they only insured 1,000 and they sold 1,000 of them. So they hit the target number of cattle they were going to sell. They hit their target weight of 750 pounds, so there's no adjustments. And they got paid $120 when they sold their cattle. They got paid that. That's what they got. Well, this policy doesn't care what you got. It's what the market price is uh, from the CME, their ending value that they publish. Remember, it's not what you get. It's what the market set. Well, in this example, they got 120 bucks, but the CME ending value was actually $110. There's a loss there because their guarantee on their price was 123. The actual ending value was 110. So that's a $13 loss. So now you're going to take the number of head times the hundred weight times the price. Thousand head times 7.5, right? You're at 7,500 times your locked in coverage price of 123 minus the end actual ending value of 110. Now you got 7,500 times $13. So their gross loss is 97,500. Now again, the premium is due at the end of the insurance period. And so you're gonna take your $97,500 loss, subtract the premium that you owed on it of 19,308, your net loss is going to be 78192 So in the event of a loss, they can deduct your premium from the loss. So in this example, the farmer signed up back in July. They carried through the whole year and they ended up getting a $78,000 check. Let's say that the price had gone up. Let's say the price came in at $126 and they were locked in at $123. In that example, there'd be no loss. And so they would owe the $19,000 premium at that time. So at the end of the day, this livestock risk protection, it's a valuable risk management tool for ranchers. Uh, you know, a lot of ranchers look at what the farmers have with their federal crop insurance and wish they had something like it. They do now. Obviously, it's a different program with different rules but everybody's playing by the same rules. So it doesn't matter what insurance company you buy it from. It's a federal program. The rules are set. The rates are set. No agent's going to give you a cheaper policy than another agent. What you're going to have to look for in terms of which agent you work with is their knowledge on it. So that's what I like about federal crop insurance policies is the policies are all the same no matter where you get them. If you buy an LRP policy, it's going to have the same rules, the same rates, the same calculations for your guarantee, the same calculations for your loss. No different. So that's very helpful when looking at programs like this. The other thing that's nice about this program is it's a federally subsidized premium, just like crop insurance. So that's super helpful in helping you make this more affordable. Now, if you go to our website, we do have a LRP loss calculator where you can kind of plug in your numbers if you have an idea of, uh, you know, your price, your number of cattle, the weight, all that stuff. And it'll help you kind of estimate a loss. Now, it's not going to give you your actual loss because there's all these other rules that come into play, but it's going to help give you an estimate. So I invite you to go check that out as it's pretty useful. With LRP in place, you can face uncertainties with greater confidence, knowing that you've taken the steps to protect your livelihood. 
I invite you to make sure you check out our website at thecropinsurancepodcast.com so that you can see the article we have, which is going to have a lot more detailed information on this program and links to different sites as well to help you get a better understanding of it. Because it is a very valuable program that you should definitely be taking a look at. From my family to yours, thank you very much for listening. I sincerely hope that this presentation has been instrumental in enhancing your understanding of federal crop insurance. If you find value in our podcast, we kindly encourage you to subscribe and spread the word among your friends and neighbors. To access further information, please visit our website at thecropinsurancepodcast.com where you'll find the latest podcast episodes, articles, and exciting new features conveniently located in one place. This information is not all-inclusive and is meant to be used only as general guidelines for educational purposes. For additional information, please see Crop Provisions, reference the Crop Insurance Handbook or Loss Adjustment Manual, or contact your crop insurance agent. This institution is an equal opportunity provider and employer.